It's June, so you know what that means. Gay Pride and Father's Day. So, so give it up for all those daddies. <laughs> it's the M word. Hello and welcome to the M Word, a millennial podcast by millennials. I haven't brushed my teeth yet today, and my name is Connor O'Brien. And I took a shower in a river today. I'm your Lone Star Millennial Kyle. We're just two broke and dirty boys trying to solve each other's problems, then maybe a generation's, Kyle. If we can get there at all. <laughs> if we can get out of bed, what's happening, dude? Nothing much. I... I went to um, a river today, it, that, so that was a real thing I said, because technically I, I did bathe in a river, and um, just yeah, with clarify, clothes on. Yeah, to clarify, I have brushed my teeth today. That was not a real thing. Oh, okay, so I'm just kind of, so like you shared something, and then I shared something because you were vulnerable, and so I shared kind of something that was you know vulnerable about me, but then now you're saying that the thing yeah, you said was a lie. But I, but I think we can both agree that that mine was the dirtier of the two. Well, but it wasn't real, and I think legally that's entrapment. So, I'll I'll take I'll see you in court, Mister Mister Cleanmouth. So you jumped in the river with your dirty, dirty boy, but so I went to a river. If for all of our non-Texas listeners, this is a wonderful summer event that happens in every Texan's life, and that is to float the river. So we had um, we had some Canadians come and visit our fine, fine state, and so that who are friends of friends of friends and. We, we wanted to do fun things with them, that some fun Texas summer things. And they went to the beach yesterday and surfed because that's not they don't have water in Canada. It's all frozen. So you can't surf. It's like, I mean, surfing there is so deadly. It's it's scary. So they went to the beach and surfed. But now it was like, we need to relax. We need something that's going to calm us down. And what better does that than float in the river? So I drove over to San Marcos, Texas, and we got into the the cold frio San Marcos River. And um and gosh, it was just so it's so nice. It's such a a lovely thing to do just to sit on a blown up rubber tube full of air and you just lay out and you drink a beer and you just enjoy it. Man, I'm so glad I'm so glad you're describing each little bit because, like, it's just this story. It's just unfolding and, like, surprise. Oh, there's beer. Oh, surprise. Canadians don't know how to surf. Oh, surprise. I know Canadians. It's just riveting. Connor, this is the opening action. We have not even gotten to the climax yet. Oh, damn. Thank God. Are you ready for the climax? Yeah, go. Tell me you're ready for the climax. I, I want to hear you say it. I really don't. I really I just don't really I really want to be able to pull that clip later where you say right. I'm ready to climax. That's what I'm looking for here, Connor. Yeah. Uh go ahead. What's your climax? There was a baby turtle. And it was the most precious baby turtle in this precious river in our precious lives. And it brought us all significant joy. Like when I say baby turtle, I mean a baby turtle. Like it was barely the size of of let's say a ping pong ball that's how small it was it was so precious that's quite a tiny turtle 
It was a gift from the river god to us for pleasing the river god so much so. And Did you um, bring it home? No. I let it stay there. I Because I thought, you know, some things need to stay where they're supposed to. And I am the intruder in this environment. I don't live in a river. So I'm intruding. I'm taking some of that river goodness away from that baby turtle. And I didn't want to take any more from that baby turtle. Yeah, because you already took a lot of its its innocence by messing with it. I'm sure that I, was probably I the most- I didn't mess with it. You, I, we just looked at it. You guys were definitely the scariest thing it's ever seen in its entire life. Definitely. That's probably accurate. Just yeah. four big old pink monkeys just charging it. Can I say, that, I mean, at this point, probably beat red because I, like, my body is so red- and I'm a classic Irish American skin, and it burns. I get a sunburn in front of a flame, and I think that's important to, for me to know and to really prepare my body for. Sure, but sure. Can I tell you something else magical about Please. it? I didn't realize till afterwards because the drive from my home to San Marcos is about two hours, and so and I had to make it back so that I could record this beautiful podcast that I care so much about. And as I'm listening. On my ride home, I listened to podcasts, and I was listening to Wonderful, which is a podcast uh, by Griffin McElroy and his wife, Rachel, and they talk about things that bring them joy, and they were talking about the summer, and the first thing they said, not the first thing, probably one of the first things they said was going tubing down a river, floating down a river, and I was like, gosh, that's so crazy, because I just did that, and they live in Austin, so it's like right down the road, and so they talked about the river I floated on, and then they talked about this new drink that we call Bud Light Orange. And I'm so happy to say that I actually drank that while we were floating the river. Shut up. Yeah, I tried it. And it is something. I'm not a fan of Bud Light Lime. My mom loves Bud Light Lime. And I'm just not a fan, mostly because it tastes too much like Bud Light to me. And that's a con. Yeah, you want to take you want to take that out of there. You don't want that. That what's the point of putting the lime in if it's not to just overpower the so Bud Light taste? It's more like orange featuring Bud Light. So, no, no, no. The orange is basically just orange. It's like you're orange drinking an orange. with the natural Bud Light flavors. It, it, I mean, basically what it was, if you think of, okay, what is Bud Light? It's dirty water. That's what Bud Light is. Bud Light orange is just orange tang from, from dirty water. And that's what it was, and it tasted actually quite delicious. I was... I was very happy floating down this river, staring at the tiny turtles, drinking my Bud Light Orange. It doesn't have the same, it doesn't roll off the tongue like Bud Light Lime, but it's you know, all citrus, so it all, it's all good. Wow. Yeah, so that was my day. I had, I was just so happy. It was just such a good day. And I did burn my feet because I didn't bring sandals because I don't own sandals. And I got a sunburn, definitely. And I had to drive home after being just so utterly relaxed in the river and drinking Bud Light Orange. And now this is the life I'm living. I'm paying for that, you know, that relaxation by having to talk to you. You know, it's really interesting hearing you talk about your day floating down the river because yeah. it kind of reminds me of how I used to talk to you about my day. And if that is the case, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, you should apologize. I would go through minute by minute of each thing that impacted me emotionally, which was like a lot of yeah. things impacted me emotionally. Like if somebody shut the door in a way, I'd be like, hmm, like does that person want to murder me? Are they wanting right. to 
call me so we can have like dinner sometime. I don't, I wasn't clear on a lot. Uh, And I would like to, I, I always went to you to like find solace. And, and what I'm getting from you here is that you're not finding peace with yourself. And I tell you what, I can help you. The baby turtle is your conscience. The baby turtle is what you want to do with your life. And you decided that you wanted to leave it going its path, going its way, not to be interrupted by intruders. Yeah. And the river's life. And you actually were your mom in this analogy. So why don't you think about that for a second? While you're trying to process it, I'll tell you about my day and week. Connor, can I say something very quickly before you okay, start hurry your up. day? What? Um, if, if I was, you know, kind of channeling your ability to talk about your day in that moment, if if what you did is what I did, responding to you, I would, I would run away. Yeah. I would run away, probably. Which is why I did it. I know we're in a place where you don't have a choice anymore. We have a weekly podcast. We have to talk to each other for an hour a week. That's it's true. okay. That's very, very true. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was your week? What did you do? Did you, uh, you know, jump into the ocean or climb a tower like that raccoon or what? No, close. I, uh, I decided to change majors again back to philosophy because I started reading some philosophy and I was like, this is what I want to study. And I said, fuck practicality. I threw caution to the wind and I said, fuck it. And if you can't, if you want to hear, I want, okay, you can't hear my arm moving upwards, but it's going upwards to this, toward the sky, like a white mom in Episcopalian church, whenever they sing awesome God. And I'm saying, throw caution to the wind, major in what I want to major in, love what I want to love because YOLO. Because YOLO. Yeah, man. Listen, I was reading Socrates, right? Uh, The Apology. And near the end, he's like, I would rather die than live the life that you guys are are wanting me to. It's like, I'd rather rather not live. And you got that from Socrates? Well, it was was Plato who was writing about Socrates' life. Was Plato the student of Socrates, or was that Aristotle? What order so- did they so- go in? It was Socrates who didn't write anything down. Plato wrote all the shit down about Socrates. And then Plato trained Aristotle, who Aristotle trained uh, Alexander Odysseus. the Great. Odysseus. What? Alexander the Great. Okay, that one. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I always get it mixed up, and, and I hate to just kind of rain on your parade, but if you want to study philosophy, you can't go to the Greeks. They, they knew absolutely nothing. You look at, you know, Greece now. And it's, I mean, come on. If they, if, if ancient Greeks knew what they were doing, Greece today would be a lot better. And I, so I think you should probably, if we base it on that, maybe go towards. Well, actually, interestingly enough, if you were to have studied them more, you would have seen that the Greeks weren't listening to Socrates, which is why they killed him. So even though he was like a famous philosopher, it seemed like nobody really wanted to listen to what they had to say. So doesn't that make him a bad philosopher? And that no, that it just question, makes him a it just ma- no listen listen it just makes him a bad politician, which is the same thing. N- See, no. This is why honestly. So that I mean the idea goes back far enough. I also majored in philosophy whenever I first went to to school to high or not to high school. I majored in philosophy in high school. That's what I told mm-hmm. all my teachers. Um, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Whenever I went to high school, I majored in. Uh, 
in school lunches. Was that your favorite class? I was really good at, at buying school lunches and trading them. I think that's, I had a whole economy. Yeah, I think anyway, that's economics. I think you're yeah. okay. Hey, speaking of economics, you know, I had a bunch of Canadians in a river today. And I thought, mm-hmm. hey, let's pick their brain. I mean, wait, I didn't actually pick their brain. But we did talk about and discuss the G7 summit that happened. And it got, we, we came across this idea that what's going on in in the world? And I think Kim Jong-un said it best, which is a weird thing to say. Just kind of that phrase. It's a weird thing to say out loud. But Kim Jong-un said it best whenever he met with Trump in Singapore that this is kind of like a science fiction movie. Because if you think about it, like I've played many video games and if somebody said, hey, here's a video game, here's a survival apocalyptic video game, which is like basically all of them. And they said, and I said, okay, cool. What's the story? How does it start? And they'd be like, oh, well, the American government began hating Canada and trusting North Korea. And I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense why the world ended is because that whole situation didn't make doesn't make sense. But yet here we are today where the U.S. government does not trust Canada and rather trust North Korea. What's going on? What's going on there? And I don't thank know. you, my, my congressman and senator who are listening to the show. What's, can you figure this out? Hey, can you figure this out? That's my politics voice. Nice. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. So, I mean, we... That's that's really good. That's really good stuff. We're really we're really getting into the nitty gritty of that. These are the things going on in the world that are f- afflicting. That's a word afflicting millennials everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm in like a new space. I've got a new setup, so I'm I'm feeling very I'm feeling very energetic. I also went in a river today. Have I discussed that at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, also, I'm taking anthropology now uh, in school. So, uh, so get ready for some uh, anthropological facts being thrown your way. Yeah, we're talking science. We're talking monkeys. We're talking bones. people. We're talking bones. Yeah. We're talking monkey people bones. Yeah. We're talking monkeys mating with humans. Ooh. We're talking videos of monkeys mating with humans. Who we're talking, recorded I'm that? I'm watching monkeys mating with humans and calling it anthropology. Was that what? Was that what? Um. Oh, what's what's the chimpanzee lady's name? Jane. What's the chimpanzee lady's name? The lady who spent all that time with the chimpanzees. What's her uh, name? Jane? I don't know. It's Jane something, I think. But is that what she was filming? What was she doing there? Now, I thought she was a good person. But now I'm like, after hearing about all these chimpanzees mating with humans, I'm like, what was what was she doing down there? I don't really know what you're talking about. Do you not know the chimpanzee lady? No. Her name is Jane Goodall. You know Jane Goodall. Sure don't. Oh my gosh, what has our our education system done to you? She did a 55-year study of social and family interactions of wild chimpanzees by going to Tanzania. She's like the chimp expert. She just like watched them for five and a half decades. And apparently she might have filmed the mating. I don't know. But since you said that exists, the only person I can think of is having something to do with that is Jane Goodall. Oh, unfortunately, no. That isn't a that isn't a requirement of of anthropology. Is watch. I haven't. I haven't actually seen. Except, okay. No, I have because they filmed it on Vox. There was a Vox video talking about monogamy, and they just showed a lot of lot of monkey fucks. That's and it. It seemed inappropriate for Netflix, but you, I mean, we all learned a lot. 
you know? Right. Yeah, that's exciting. Connor, speaking of learning things, have you learned anything today? I sure have. I've learned that people on Reddit are fucking crazy. Hey. All of them. But please keep using Reddit because we keep using the things you put on there. Mainly in our favorite section of, uh, of Reddit called too afraid to ask too because afraid we, to ask that's our new intro instead of us answering the uh the questions on the website to let them know we'd like to read it for your listening pleasure pleasure we're gonna jump into our very first one which i'm digging it goes like this am i the only male that's jealous of how attractive women are compared to men Ooh. Ooh, that's good. Now, yeah, yeah. And and I want to pick this one apart uh, step by step. So am I the only male? So so first off, he's he's, he's looking for uh, he's looking for some others. You know, we're not all uh, we're not all never nudes. We're not all these these individual pieces where there's a lot of togetherness going on. So he's like, am I the only male that's jealous of how attractive women are compared to men. So he's wanting to know exactly why why am I, why the male, why are we not as hot as women are? You know? Because men difficult. are just so nasty. They're, They're just some nasty, nasty things. And they've they've been portrayed. You know, these are the male stereotypes we have had to deal with growing up. You know, women have this, growing up they have this unachievable level of beauty that they have to strive for but nobody ever talks about the little boys who don't want dirt under their fingernails you know they don't want to get into the mud they don't want to eat a cockroach like these are the boys who just want to like be clean but no oh my god you can't you're do that sc- kyle you're screaming at me am i i know you're speaking to my truth yes exactly. when i was a kid i didn't like going to the beach because i didn't like bringing sand around right i don't know if i talked about the last one but I do not want sand around. I'm well, not into it. You know what I discovered about sand, and I, this is going to completely validate your point, is that I was told by my my brother and sister in law who have children and have grown up, you know, with other children, that apparently there's worms in sand, and I can't remember what they're called, but they get up kids' buttholes when they're playing in the sand, and then they come out in the poop. So get out of the sand. I completely agree with you, Connor. That was a you had an instinctual survival, you know, trait to get out of the sand before the worms get into your butthole. So instead of of getting worms in my butthole, I saw all these really cool guys and was like, I think the coolest version of myself that I could be is to be the rippedest, the rippest, the ripped, the rippedest, ripped, the rippest version of myself that I could possibly be. Yeah. And so I went hard on protein, whey protein, bricks, McDonald's chicken McNuggets, yeah, dumbbells. I ate all of them. Right. All the things that they really need that they talk about on websites like bodybuilding.com, how to look like women but better weekly. There you go. Men's fitness. I read them all, Kyle. Yeah. And I tell you what, it didn't make a shit of a difference. I'm still just a skinny, skinny boy. I mean, boy. you were not, if I, I, yeah, I hate to kind of, you know, break down the, the fourth wall with our audience here, but Connor, you are not the rippinest form of yourself. Nope. 
I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. And I tried to go for runs recently, but then I got too tired afterwards. And so I said I didn't want to die from working out. So I stopped. Nobody ever talks about that. Working out makes you so tired. It makes, it makes you, you just so, so tired. tired. But that's the problem, right? Yeah. Women are taught struggle. Struggle for your prettiness. Yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it. And for guys, they're like, no, you got to be ripped. You got to make it happen, but you can't show it. You can't show that you're struggling. You got to be this tough, tough boy. And that all shows on your face. It shows these. It shows in lines. Yeah. It shows the snot. It comes out in hair and boogers. Women, they take care of it in other ways. Can I, and I, I mean, I hate to do this, but can I approach this from the Christian angle? If you do, you have to say it in the most Christian way you can. Okay. I'm going to say it like a Southern preacher who's making a joke at the top of his sermon. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know that God... He made man and woman one on the sixth day of creation. He made them. But we also know he made Adam first. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. So why is it that women are so much more pleasing to the eye? Mm. If they're not mm-hmm. if how if they're not so much more pleasing to the eye, how do you explain lesbians? Mm, praise be. They're clearly the most attractive species of humanity. And I think it's because God made Adam first. You're right, preach. Adam was just kind of a, a fun little trial. You know, he left some things undone. Some things were outside that probably should have been inside. Mm, I think I got that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he said, hold on. Let me take, a, let me take another crack at this. And then... <laughs> oh, he made Eve. He made woman. And I tell you, mm, I tell you, man. I tell you, I tell you people that it was good. Mm, mm-hmm. Good. Amen. Now, please pass the plate. I do need a new airplane jet. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, of course. Thank you so much. No, so that was my fun little, you know, my little fun Christian aside for you. But, um, but in all actuality, I think you're right. I think it's because women had, were pressured so much to, to go for it. That it was just like, as men, if we couldn't live up to that standard, it was just like, give up, you know? And and until the dad bod came around, which was a revolution. Oh, my God. It was such a revolution. It was a revolution. Oh, my goodness. I do think this... Finally. I think this Redditor is a bit biased because let's assume that they are a heterosexual man, then obviously they're going to be more attracted to women. So what we need to do is find a bisexual and ask them. And we need to ask for both genders. So a bisexual man, a bisexual woman, a bisexual non-binary, all of them. And we need to ask them, which one's better? You know, which one floats your boat? Mm. Which one gets you going? We got a second question from somebody who who really just needs some help. And it's, and it's kind of sad uh, once oh. you think about it, but we're going to jump right on in. Okay. If you're a schizophrenic, is it possible for the voices in your head to tell you a joke that you've never heard? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I, I do... Oh gosh, I hate to be that guy. I hate to be that guy, but I think there is... 
there's a grammatical error in the um in the question. It says uh-huh. if you are a schizophrenic, and they use the singular, which you can't use for a schizophrenic. So it, it should have been if you all were a schizophrenic, just to kind of collect all the voices together. But though, I mean, beyond that, I obviously we can understand what they're asking. So, Kyle, I know we both suffer from severe schizophrenia. Has your significant other, which is what we call, it's what we call our uh, our mind friends, have they ever told you a joke, Connor? I I hate to, you know, I don't like saying no, but I just can't lie. I don't have schizophrenia. I don't. I'm not a uh. schizophrenic. I have been tested, which that's a true thing. Um, it wasn't like specifically for schizophrenia, but it was like a psych evaluation, and I, I am not a schizophrenic. However, I have seen classic the movie denial. Split. I've seen the movie classic, Split. Classic denial, but okay, go on. Have you seen the movie Split featuring I James have. McAvoy as eight different people? Of course I have. I've, and honestly, this might be my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie because I don't really like the others, and he's not a very consistent director, but split was, was very interesting. So, I mean, based on that knowledge, I would have to say yes, because sometimes one of the, you know, ids, one of the identities didn't know what the other ones were doing. Now, can they communicate to each other? I think you'd have to like leave a note. So it would have to be like a post it so that whenever the next identity comes in, it sees it. And it's like, Oh, but that's the split approach. Like a, now, if we're talking like voices, a memento style, deal exactly you'll you'll be like oh i'm about to lose the spotlight and so he's writing down he's like oh fuck Uh, i'm going to the bathroom don't get up don't don't forget to wipe and then he's gone and he just gets right up and he's like no i haven't seen memento but that all sounded really good that was more a split kind of thing i was thinking of like he was like losing. yeah i uh, i do think it's possible the only the other option of looking at it is if this is a schizophrenia where is as to what I originally thought it was, which was where a bunch of different voices were in your head talking at the same time, then maybe there are background conversations because the brain is this muscle that we don't even use all of it. You know, it's like a hand that we only use one fingernail. So there's a whole lot going on there. I might actually, I'm going to use this as an opportunity. On, you know? I'm going to use this as an opportunity to talk about how much I hate that whole myth that we only. <laughs> Hey, so our audio cut out for some super fun reason right after we told some just solid jokes. Some just 10 out of 10 little gold nuggets just popped right out of our booties and onto this silver stone we we sing into. But not even uh, not even just jokes. I mean, probably the most the greatest advice I've ever given. It was like I was a stream of all the river energy I've received today. It just came out of me and I I couldn't see what what was happening i couldn't hear what was happening it was just coming out of me and i can't remember what i said and it's lost to the ether do you remember what i said it was really i mean it's powerful i felt that. no it was so powerful the microphone couldn't record it and so i couldn't hear it either yeah so something weird happened basically you missed out like these are the dead sea scrolls of the m word and there's something real important in there but we just don't know where it went so yeah but Connor, yeah, we you know what we can do? We can go forward. We can rebuild this broken, you know, you know, wasteland that we have found ourselves in suddenly. How can we do that? I think we can do that by changing the subject to our final question. Oh, okay. 
our final problem to be solved. Not from Too Afraid to Ask, but from the brains of these two dusty boys. And also Pew Research Center. Also Pew 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 Research Center. There's a decline in going to libraries. Public libraries are suffering because millennials aren't using them. Millennials are like, oh, let me just uh, Google this. Let me just Google this answer on the website. Why would I go somewhere that I can that I can instead go from my couch to my couch and instead pick up my laptop and find all the answers? Library guys, do you even know about libraries? Because I honestly didn't until I became poor, like very mm. suddenly. Because I really like reading books, but I was like, man, books are expensive. Even on Amazon, it still like costs money. And then. I realized I had an awakening. Hey, I pay some taxes and my taxes go towards, you know, like the fire station, putting out fires, even though I haven't even had a fire, like, come on, or police, you know, crime things, even though I haven't even committed a crime technically, but libraries, Um, my tax monies are going to, and they, they're there. I think, I think there's a lot of stuff we rediscover whenever we're poor. Yeah. And I think libraries is definitely one of them. And interestingly enough, you would think that with all the poor broke millennials realizing that they can't get the information elsewhere, they would hit up that old library, but they're just not into it. Right. What? Why aren't millennials using libraries? Well, one, homeless people. I'll go in, especially in like L.A., it's just it's a place for homeless people to hang out. It's a homeless hangout. Yeah. And that's fine, you know. Um But you're saying but it makes a, you uncomfortable. I'm a very sensitive person in a lot of ways. Specifically smells are like I'm super keen on smell. Yeah. And so I like I get like a whiff and I'm like, hmm, this doesn't seem like a place I wanna be. Yeah. And so I get my book and I leave. There's a really nice library near where I live, the cult the Studio City. LA Public Library branch. And that one isn't as bad, but it's still it's still a little less than where I want to be. Also, people wipe their boogers on books. People wipe their boogers on books, and I think I don't want to I don't want to deny it. You we all know it happens. But here is one thing that I, I think a lot of people don't realize. Apparently, like everybody likes libraries. In the Pew Research Center that was like came out a few years back, when they talked to people about libraries, it was like 80% of them said that they, yes, they supported libraries, like they wanted local resource centers in their community. But so many of them don't want to go. And I imagine it's for, for some, you know, problem like yours, Connor, where they don't like the, the homeless smell. And it's difficult for them to really enjoy the experience of a public library because, you know, they're frightened or uncomfortable or whatever. But here's one thing you don't realize. So many public libraries have ebooks. They have ebook a lending library. You can just get on an app, lo- you know, log in, get in line for that next book you want, and then download an audiobook or an ebook. And, mm. and you don't even have to smell anything except for your own stink. Yeah. Well, I think that that's, that's one thing. That's one the way that they could fix it. Yeah. Is as people walk in, do a quick sniff test. <laughs> hey, did you, oh wait, you're saying they need to curate, like get the homeless people out of there? No, 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 uh, no. Oh uh, my god, that's what I thought you were awful. saying at first. No, they smell them and they go, hmm, okay, and then they take out their their bucket of uh of like car air fresheners. Oh, and they can just put it on them like a lanyard. Okay, 
See, I was going to go a different direction. I was going to just say we need to train all library employees that as soon as people walk in, they just say, you know, you don't have to come here, right? And then that's just, I mean, I know it's kind of a negative tone as soon as somebody walks into the library. Wait, like are we moving family. people away or to libraries? I'm just saying you need to know if people come. So if, if people come in and they look around, Connor, I know you, you're going to look around as soon as you walk in and your face, your face gives away a lot of your emotion. So you're going to look around and some, something's going to happen in your face. Claim. Something's going to happen to your face. It's going to probably go down a little bit or, you know, your nose is going to wrinkle. And as soon as that happens, that library employee needs to notice that and just say, hey, guess what? You don't have to be here if you don't want to. We can help you, but you don't have to And then to I go, here. thank God, and then I just walk out. Yeah. Can we, I mean, there's a lot of great things we can say about libraries, Connor, and I think the best thing we can do as, you know, millennial creators is to make something. And so I think we need to make some short PSAs for libraries. Can we just go ahead and do that? Uh, Libraries, they're better than you think. Oh, that's good. That's good. How about um, libraries? Sure, homeless people come in and probably look at porn, but they're trying to get a job after the porn. Libraries. Place for porn lovers oh. to to not be... <laughs> no porn lovers here. <laughs> libraries. What? There's not enough porn. I don't, I'm a porn lover and I don't like libraries. Wink. Porn libraries. Oh God! Just kidding. Um, and then li- you go in, and then you're learning things. And that's that's what it's about. So libraries, you can learn things here. Libraries. Also, you can we can attack libraries' top number one competitor, which is the internet. Yeah. So let's do some attack. Let's do some internet attack ads. Okay. 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 Libraries. Sure, it's easier to Google something, but. Do you want do you really want Google up your ass? Libraries. The internet introduced porn. Oh wait, shit. That's like that's a positive thing. <laughs> uh the <laughs> the internet produced f- Mark Zuckerberg. Things like Mark Zuckerberg and uh, pedophiles. What? No. The worst things to be ever be created. Podcast. Did you end on podcast? Podca- <laughs> yeah. It really feels like you started that PSA and then just kind of didn't know where it was going after that. No, sometimes I, I really like to start sentences and not know where they're going. I I wouldn't be surprised if people who listen to this think I'm wasted. I'm not. I promise. You're not. I'm just constantly fatigued. Compared to me, I am wasted because I drank a lot of river water and also Bud Light Orange. So oh. I am I am wasted. Can I tell you my short library story before we end our library segment? Yes. It was actually, it's convenient you know, talking about libraries because I was, I live in a town that has a very much a small town downtown center because it's in like kind of the middle of rural Texas. It is a city, but it's in not in a major city. And the little downtown area has like an old theater and like a an outdoor amphitheater and a ton of coffee shops and it's really pleasant to just walk around you feel very just connected to the world and on saturday i went to the coffee shop and i was working at the coffee shop and then i was i was working i was like you know what i haven't read in a while it just kind of popped in my head i said i want to read where the red fern grows which of course is a children's book that i have not read 
since I was probably in fourth grade when I was forced to read it. But I remember reading it and having such a visceral connection to it. And so I walked right down the street to the library, which is like literally almost next door in this little downtown area. And I walked in and I just got where the red fern grows because I'm not going to buy it. I don't need that on my shelf and I don't need to wait for Amazon to send it to me. But I walked in and it was there because libraries are good things where I can relive my childhood memories reading this very, very sad book, which is why I now remember why it affected me is because it's a very sad book. So that's that's the one where uh, where the dog dies. Spoiler. Yeah, is and it? a kid dies. It's it gets, I don't, it gets oh, graphic. There was I a never lot. had to read it. It's a lot. It's very graphic and a very scary children's book, but very I, it warmed my heart. And I was only able to do it because of libraries. So thank you, libraries. Nobody thanks you enough. I thank you. Thanks, libraries. And thank you for listening to The M Word. You can subscribe to The M Word if you haven't already. I mean, what, what are you doing? Who do you think you are? You can't walk into our home. You can't walk into our house and just listen to our conversations without hitting that subscribe button. Huh? And I'm saying it in this voice, so it's kind of like a threat. But it's not, because I'm, you know, I'm not going to kill you. Or am I? Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. The tw- on Twitter, you can get us at, at the M-word po- at M-word pod. And uh, on Instagram, I'm at that boy Connor, and Kyle is at Kyle the Turner. Well, speaking of Twitter, some people follow us on Twitter, and they talk about us, and they're very nice people. People like um, Zen Munkin, who he's left us a review. I know he has. He's a very nice man, or woman. No, he's not a man. But yeah, so at Zen Munkin, uh, David Hanna, and Diana, who they're on uh, Macintosh and Mod which is a podcast where they talk about My Little Pony and Riverdale. And those are two things that I'm not, I don't participate in, but I also had a roommate who was a brony or IE a fan of the My Little Pony and I didn't understand it. And I like the idea that Macintosh and Mod are out there educating people. I'm so happy they exist and I'm so happy that they tweeted about the show. Also send us an email with any problems you need solving at ck at mwordpod.com. I want to thank Cindia for our lovely album artwork. I love it so much. She did it by hand. And you can follow more of her art stuff at With Love Cindy. And just give her a bunch of love and a love of follows, a lot of follows, because she's so great. And she just had some hard times with her dog. And she deserves it. She's a very, very lovely, nice person and wonderful. Also, thanks, Grant, for making uh, our intro Millennial Juice Fluid and this song you're hearing right now, Ballad of a Dusty Boy. And we also have a Patreon. You can support good things like this. Just like you pay your taxes and you support public libraries, you can support us by going to Patreon at patreon.com slash mwordpod. Just give us a dollar. Hey, please give us a dollar. You gave a homeless man on the street like $5. I know you can give us $1. And I don't have to bathe in a river anymore. So please give us $1. That would be just so great. We want to thank all of you for listening to The M Word. Where the river water tastes good every day. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.